0: In the 1876 novel, Tom Sawyer, the villain of the piece, Injun Joe, suffers a slow agonising death from amurement when the cave he's hiding in's only entrance is blocked and he starves while scratching it vain at this iron barrier. Amurement comes from the Latin and it means quite literally, walled in. There've been many stories of amurement through the centuries. In today's episode, we will look at a few Hi and welcome back to the Historical Crowns and Criminals podcast. I'm Steve, your host, and it's another History Bite episode. Immurement, when used as punishment, is a form of imprisonment in which a person is sealed within an enclosed space with no exits. When used as a means of execution, the prisoner is simply left to die from starvation or dehydration. In ancient Rome, the Vestal Virgins tended the sacred fire of Vesta and the Temple of Vesta. Vesta was the goddess of domestic hearth, and for Romans, the fire was linked to the fortunes of the city. They believed they were tending the life and soul of the city, and the eternal burning of the sacred fire was a sign that determined eternal Rome. These Vestal Virgins were freeborn aristocratic females who swore celibacy in their service to Vesta. If selected, they served for a minimum of 30 years. The position was a powerful one. The Vestals were included in all major ceremonies and held in awe by all in Roman society. Indeed, such was their status. That they could free condemned slaves just by touching them and if a person who was sentenced to death saw a vestal on the way to execution they were immediately pardoned after 30 years service the vestals could leave and marry with typically an arranged marriage to a suitable roman nobleman during their servitude they were bound by strict rules and could be whipped for any minor misdeeds. And if a Vestal virgin broke her vow of celibacy or let the fire go out, Rome's connection with the gods was considered broken and it would result in Rome being punished by the gods. Therefore, the punishment for these acts was death. The spilling of the blood of a Vestal was forbidden though and under Roman law, No person was allowed to be buried within the city. Amurement was the answer. If condemned, a Vestal's executioners would prepare for her a very small vault in the ground, usually containing a couch and a small amount of food and water. The Vestal would be led to the vault where she would be left and entombed and, as she had been left alive when they left her, no laws had been breached. During the reign of Emperor Domitian, AD 81-96, to the vessel virgin Cornelia was entombed in the orders of the emperor. She was widely believed to be innocent of the charges of unchastity, but a description remains of her descent into the chamber. When she was let down into the subterranean chamber her rope had caught in descending, she turned around and gathered it up, and when the executioner offered her his hand, she shrank from it and turned away in disgust, spurning the foul contact from her person, chaste, pure and holy. And with all the deportment of modest grace, she scrupulously endeavoured to perish with propriety, Decorum. Amurement as a capital punishment happened throughout the world. In the 17th century, Persia, a germ merchant, Jean Baptiste Tavernier, wrote about stone tombs on the plains with thieves encased in the stone up to their necks. Tavernier wrote that the men were left out with their heads exposed, not out of kindness but to expose them to the injury of the weather and assaults from birds of prey. John Fryer, also travelling in Persia in the 1670s, wrote that in the highways there were frequent monuments of thieves immured in terror of others who might commit the like offence. This certainly mirrored the roads leading to places such as London, where Gibbeted highwaymen would be hanged in chains for the birds and the elements to decay their bodies and serve as a chilling warning to all who took to such crimes. And immurement as a punishment in the Persian area continued certainly until the 20th century. The writer M. E. Hume Griffith wrote of travelling in Persia between 1900 and in 1903, and the disturbing sights and sounds of the men sealed and left to die in stone pillars? Quote, Another sad sight to be seen in the desert sometimes are brick pillars in which some unfortunate victim is walled up alive. Men bricked up in this way have been heard to be groaning and calling for water at the end of three days. Morocco saw a serial killer immured. In the early 1900s, young women were disappearing in Marrakesh. Hajj Mohamed Misfioui worked as a shoemaker. He was assisted by a 70-year-old woman named Anna Rahali. Investigations and inquiries led family members of a victim to the shop and Anna confessed all under torture. Miss Fouy would find his victims amongst the young women who came to his shop to dictate letters. He would drug his victims to incapacitate them before decapitating them. Moroccan authorities found the remains of 20 mutilated bodies in a deep pit under his shop, with another 16 discovered in the garden outside. Fouy confessed that he killed them for their money, often sums very small. Initially, Fouy's execution was supposed to be a crucifixion on May 2nd, 1906. But due to protestations from foreign embassies, the decision was taken to behead him. However, public sentiment in Marrakesh was for him to suffer. To this end... Every day he was led from his cell to the market square where he was lashed ten times with rods made from the thorny acacia. And then it was decided that because of the heinous nature of his crimes and as a warning to all, Miss Fui would be walled up alive in the bazaar that stood in Marrakesh's marketplace. And so, on June the 11th, 1906, two masons created a hole in the bazaar's thick walls about two feet deep and about six feet wide. Chains were fixed at the back wall to keep Miss standing. He was apparently not told about what his fate was to be because on the day of his execution he began screaming for mercy and fighting with his jailers when he was led to the wall. After being chained up, Bystanders jeered, abused him, and threw filth at him. The masons came forward and began to lay courses of masonry, which slowly rose. They gave him food and water to ensure his punishment would go on longer. The masonry rose, first to his knees, then his waist, neck, and finally entombing him. The crowd would go silent and then cheer every time they heard him scream inside. For the first two days, he was heard screaming for mercy, before falling silent on the third day. Many of the crowd voiced their anger that he died too quickly, and Anna had also died under the torture. Europe also had many cases of immurement. In 1409, Four Christian clerics in Osberg, Bavaria, were found guilty of sexual misconduct with young boys. The church in Osberg locked the guilty men into wooden coffins, suspended them with ropes from high inside a tower and left them to starve. They were then buried under the gallows. James Hepburn was the third husband of Mary Queen of Scots. In 1567, he was accused of treason. After fleeing Scotland, he was apprehended in Denmark, where he was imprisoned beneath Dragsholm Castle. He was put in a hole that was not large enough for him to stand in, and subsisted off-food scraps in total darkness, until eventually dying there. In many countries there are folktales that it was the belief that amuring someone on a new building protected it. And to this end, we see the Magyars give an account of the building of the city of Deva, where the goodwill of the land spirit was only obtained by the means of sacrificing the wife of one of the builders. The Roman Catholic Church were also known to pass sentences of amurement, upon monks and nuns who had broken their chastity in the Middle Ages. As part of their repentance, they were given a punishment of Vade in Packham, or Go in Peace. They would be walled in, without any contact or sight of the outside world, and having only food and water supplied through a small opening. This was sometimes for a prescribed length of time, Not always, as we see from this tale in England. In the ruins of Thornton Abbey in Lincolnshire, an immured skeleton was found behind a wall, along with a table, a book and a candlestick. It was believed to be a 14th century monk. Well, that's it for another episode of the Historical Crimes and Criminals podcast. I hope you enjoyed that one, and if you did, please subscribe, leave a review, and until next time, bye bye.